Hey guys, welcome to Hmm, the podcast where we create a space for unfiltered conversation that pushes past the easy answers into deeper connection and have fun while doing it. We are your hosts, Spencer Lee and Cassie T. We had a thought about this podcast where I have been discussing with Spencer the last few times I've traveled. In those six experiences, I have experienced a lot of detours, Mm -hmm. like very intentional detours where a bus didn't show up because they forgot they were scheduled. And when I was just trying to fly to Sacramento, I went to Vegas and then to Sacramento. (laughs) So I was thinking, since this has happened so many times, this could be a fun topic. And I feel like there's a theme there. Yeah just because it's a repetitive experience. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess just, I guess you could share, just share one of those stories that you feel like really stuck out to you or maybe one that like really made you <laughs> just like threw you off and maybe had some resolve at the end. I don't hmm. know. Yeah. I think one of them was I was taking the Amtrak to visit my grandmother in Fresno. So you take a bus first and then you take the train And on my way back, I took the train and it was about like 9 p.m. And they they let us know that the bus that was supposed to pick us up was late. And so we waited about an hour, hour and a half. (laughs) Then they told us the bus forgot it was scheduled. So they had to call in someone else who was three hours away. It's like laughable. It's so ridiculous. And so the bus probably got there around 3 a.m. So mind you, it's 9 p.m., 9, 9.30 at this point, And the next bus that's coming is at 3 a.m. <laughs> so random strangers and I are here at the Amtrak station. And I think in the moment, this is like the fourth time that this has happened in regards to my travel. So my question was like, why? Yeah. Why me? You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh And for me, I I start to turn a little inward where I'm like, okay, this is happening to me. Maybe there's something that I need to learn. Mm. So I started to wonder, hmm, do I just need to be more flexible and less type A? Mm. Or is that just life? But I think the outcome of it was, okay, there's a certain detour here or a certain (laughs) alternative route. And like, what can I make out of this time? Yeah. And what can I do? (laughs) Uh, And almost like... I think those experiences really reveal what's really in your heart. Um, Yeah, totally. Because I was about to scratch someone's eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. And I was like, why don't I just crump in the corner and let those go, those emotions go out. And then, uh, did you really crump? I did for about, I trained for about like an hour. Wow. I was like, I look crazy. I look crazy because people would stare. But I was like, you know what? What else are you going to do for six hours as you wait for a bus? Six hours. And all they had was a vending machine, which the people felt so bad they gave us free snacks. <laughs> I mean, you should. but right. Where my uh, pretzels are. <laughs> so that was just a small experience. But I think for me, it was just like, okay, I can't control this anymore. So yeah. what I can control is like how I respond and what I'm going to do with this time. Wow. But it definitely reveals to me how much I like to be in one direction and have things mm. planned. And it's really hard to adapt. Yeah. I think that's just a human 
characteristic is we like to, I think for the most part, even if you're not a planner per se, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this thing in us that we like, we, we like to plan out our life and it's like, whether you're type A or not, I feel like there's some level where it's like, Mm -hmm. if things start to not go your way, eventually it's going to be irritating because you're like, I... (laughs) I had all these plans. Yeah. And I just feel like it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like we like to plan as humans and when things don't go our way, it's like, okay, (laughs) the earth hates me. What is going on? You know, like the world is after me, that type of like thing. But I had two thoughts. One, I think it's, I, my head immediately goes to like, what if someone there Mm. that didn't know you needed to see you crump? just for whatever reason like who knows what that could have done for someone even if they were staring at you like who is this weirdo why does she look like she's like gearing up for war but (laughs) to to, like fight (laughs) but I feel like that was my first thought was like what if someone there like needed to see that Mm. and got freedom from it and it's like oftentimes like I feel like with our detours there's usually at least the way I try to see it. And I feel like it's kind of like the silver lining for when our plans get messed up, but it's like, not only is, do I feel like there's stuff in detours for us personally that we need, but I feel like there's always like, we're so connected as a rate, like the human race, like we're all connected and like what you do always affects someone else, whether you like really realize it or not. And so my thought is like, I feel like in our detours, like it, it's oftentimes there's a piece of it that's for someone else. Yeah. And it may not even be like immediately right there, like where someone kind of like what I'm saying, like someone saw you crump and it was like an immediate, like, oh, that brought freedom to me. But it might be something where it's like later down the line, like what we're doing now, sharing about our detours is mm. now helping someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like we're so connected and I just feel like even though detours can, they suck, let's be honest. Like sometimes they're really irritating. Like I don't want to sit at uh, a train station for six hours when my plan was to be home in two, you know, or however long it takes. But it's like, they're irritating, but I feel like there's always, there's always a way. I'm that person. I'm like, let's make it positive. Like I get that from my mom. She's like the positive Patty. She always has something that she, she always has something positive to say and sometimes it's irritating I'm like mom can you just be cynical for like two seconds because the rest of my family is but anyways um I just feel like that's like the positive side to it is like there's always there's always a benefit to it whether Mm. it's for us or for someone else like there's always something that's gonna come out of it and Mm. I feel like yeah I feel like (laughs) if you can think about detours that way it kind of helps the situation maybe not right away but somewhere in there you know you know what's funny is as I was crumping the security guard was like okay girl <laughs> and they came over and I was like you want to join they're like oh yeah you know? <laughs> yes. the security guard you know and then yes. actually when I went inside I just sat down and this girl turned to me and she was like you know you're a really good dancer mm. and but it just opened up like a really heartfelt conversation wow. where I was like see I was like actually that's what that was for yeah and I sometimes I am a little selfish where I'm like I'm like whoever this detour is for like hurry up and show me that person so we can get this going you know but it's true yeah that's very true yeah I feel like man I'm trying to think I was thinking about it when we were planning for this podcast I was like what are some detours in my life Hmm. I feel like the I know we already talked about this but I feel like the immediate one that comes to mind is like (laughs) it's honestly a, a really tragic story but it's the one that I feel like 
it really set the pace for not only my journey with God, but everything from that point on. I mean, I'll show the story in a second. <laughs> I'm kind of like avoiding the topic right now, but um, I feel like everything from that point on, like, led me to being in LA now, led me to dancing in LA, led me to the church that I came to first when I came to LA, which led me to doing worship. Like it was like all these things took place afterwards. But if I, in the moment, it was like the biggest detour of my life, you know, Mm. like, so, I mean, when I, I think I was 12, I, I was in seventh grade, but I had a dance coach and she was like my favorite person ever. She was actually a year younger than I am now, which is so weird to think about that. I passed the age that she passed away at crazy to, to think about when I was 12 though, she passed away. She got in a car accident and died literally the day before our, um, our end performance. So like we, we would like, we would rehearse for a whole year for like, we would always do like Disney productions. And, um, this year it was snow white and she was like the evil queen or whatever I can't remember mm. the evil queen's name but she was the evil queen and she was actually like it was we were in dress rehearsals in inside of the theater like getting ready for our two like performances at the end of the year and she ha- was gone to like get her hair done for like the show and I remember she was on the phone with the studio owner my other dance coach and they had just gotten off the phone and she was like kind of rushing or whatever and my th- the studio owner was like you know no worries don't rush whatever soon as they got off the phone, she, uh, a car crossed the median and hit her head on, on the freeway. So they were going, you know, 60, 70 miles per hour. Uh, long story short through like 24 hours, she had like so many surgeries and she, she ended up dying like the day before our <laughs> performance. Crazy 12 year old had to, having to deal with that. But on top of it, she was like a big believer. Like I, I had grown up in the church, but she was someone that I was like, wow. I was like, she was like the cool girl. Like she was super hip, super cool. Someone I looked up to, but also like, my, like a friend, like an older sister. And she loved God like so fiercely that it kind of like sparked something in me. And to see her pass away, I was so angry at God. And I, I hated God for like years, but that kind of started my journey because after that I outgrew that studio. Like the reason I probably would have stayed at that studio was for her. And now that she wasn't there anymore, it was kind of like, okay, I need to go somewhere else. Yeah. Ended up going to a studio in Washington, which is a studio that's connected to the church that I first came out to in LA. Like they, and I still hated God through all of that. Ended up going to a faith-based um, studio, which I didn't even know they were faith-based until I started, I was a part of their companies and they started praying like for before competitions. And I was like, what is this? Like, I don't want to pray. Like, but Mm. it kind of, it sparked something in me. And I felt like through that, I actually remember having a moment of like, we did a piece about death. Like we did a piece in that, that time I was there about death, about loss. And I remember having a conversation with my coach and like my team members. And I remember having this moment of like resolve where I was like, wow, like I can see how God has connected these pieces and he's healing that Mm. place in me and using what I don't believe he, he, killed her like I don't believe God did that but I do believe that he used that situation to bring me to where I am now which is crazy to think about Mm -hmm. but it's like back then I'm like that was a detour I'm like you just ruined my whole life God like you you took my favorite dance coach and ruined my whole life as a 12 year old um but now looking back I'm like I see how God used that detour to bring me to where I am now and it's beautiful I'm like who knows what would have happened if she you know if God would have like healed her and whatever and all that stuff and 
I don't want to get into all that because there's a lot of thoughts on that too. But I, I just like, I just wonder like what my life would look like if I would have stayed in that town and not come to LA. I don't know. Like, but I just, I see that now as like God using that detour to like, yeah, get me to where I am now and make it into something beautiful. And I feel like, yeah, again, it's that piece of like, I know this, like detours suck sometimes and they ruin our plans, but it's like, if you can cling to God in those moments, you can see like the silver lining of it all and see how God is using it to like actually benefit us. Detour, by definition, is a long or roundabout route that is taken to avoid something or to visit somewhere along the way. What if what you've called a detour was actually God's way of redirecting you from what could have derailed you? What if we no longer looked at our detours as a negative disruption, but instead a divine redirection? And what if our detours were actually directing us to visit something along the way? A fruit of the spirit, character development, a new skill to pick up on the way to our new destination. Detours, though not always God's intention, become intentional through his ability to turn everything around for our good. He is the author of making all things new. He is the finisher of bringing beauty from ashes. He turns detours into destinations. He creates dreams out of destruction. He is the master of breakthroughs inside of breakdowns. Detours to us unplanned, unwanted, unexpected, detours to God were always seen and possibly always the plan. That's like one of my main, main detours that I can think of that really impacted like my entire life, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's real. I feel like the thought that came to my mind, I'm also emotional over here. How do you not cry during a story like that? is, um, I don't know if, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but sharing a little bit of her legacy and how you feel you're carrying Mm. part of that. Yeah. Um, One of my first performances with her was at a juvenile detention center in front of like a bunch of kids that were in this juvenile hall. Mm. And I think that it really started my like awareness of like, because I grew up in a really white really white city. Uh, my high school was mostly white people and she kind of opened up my eyes to what more, what was out there, you know? And, um, that actually really started in me, what, like my passion. I remember thinking at like 12, 13 years old, I was like, I want to have a a performing arts school for inner city kids and underprivileged Mm -hmm. kids that don't have access, you know, which a lot of times are minority people. Like it's not white people can, (laughs) For the most part, like we have privilege, let's be honest, guys. Um, And so we have more access to things like that. And so she really opened up my eyes to that arena and that um, demographic and that that my heart just like grew for that type of work, um, Mm -hmm. working with inner city kids and underprivileged kids that just don't have access to stuff. Um, And and then when she passed away, I remember I remember thinking this at like 12 years old. I was like, I'm supposed to carry out what she didn't finish. And I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like I will. And that's still the plan. And I, I, you know, even with starting like I am one, it's like a piece of that. And um, again, it's like that <laughs> the silver lining to the detour is like, 
even though her legacy per se, like it didn't die with her. I remember Donnie mm. said this once when Kobe passed away, he was like, you know, when people, when God's people pass, their legacy and what they've done doesn't die with them. It gets passed on to someone else to carry out. And I really felt like when I really like resonate with that because I'm like, I feel like when she passed, I, um, I, I felt that like, I'm going to carry out what she wasn't able to like, now it's my turn. Like the, the baton was passed, um, to carry out that, that work that she was planning on doing. So, um, that's another beautiful side to like, crazy detours but it's like there's always like there's always something beautiful that god's gonna bring out of it Mm. and i feel like that was a a big piece of it because she really i honestly like who knows i could have stuck in my like white world you know for like ever who knows but she really opened up my eyes to like what else was out there you know yeah i i hear the same word the silver lining in the detour Mm. and it makes me think that the thought that comes to mind is a detour is can sometimes be an unexpected gift. Mm, you that's know, so good. Whereas sometimes, because I imagine myself, a detour when I'm sitting in my car is probably the most frustrating alternative <laughs> route, <laughs> unexpected. But really, even from hearing your story, it just sounds like this is a gift because it became part of your calling mm. and part of your destiny. That's so good. My first thought of detour as well, kind of similar to Spencer, is when I came to LA. Before coming to LA, I lived in Northern California and I was working with a nonprofit for about four years. And this nonprofit uh, made a huge impact in my life in college where I was a part of this community for three years before I decided to become part of staff. And I was working with community college students and it was about spiritual transformation, spiritual leadership, and really getting to learn about God. Uh, And at the same time, I also was in a really serious relationship. So both of these things to me were like, oh, this is my future. Like I'm Mm -hmm. set, like I'm going to be in this job for the rest of my life. And this relationship is, I think is what I'm going to be in for the rest of my life as well. Detour. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Uh, So I started to feel this like, I don't even know how to describe transition. Mm. Sometimes it's this gut feeling that you know something's going to shift. And I knew, I knew that change was coming. So kind of to fast forward a little bit, I, yeah, unexpectedly and a little bit abruptly, this relationship ended. And then I actually no longer worked with a nonprofit. I kind of felt this transition to move into more of like the arts field and Mm. pursue dance. So both things that felt like a dream to me, in a sense, I had to lay aside. Uh, And then I came to L.A. only for three months at first. And that really felt uh, it was beautiful in the time. But I was like, this will not be permanent. I was really resistant. Mm -hmm. But on the inside of me, I knew that I was supposed to be here. (laughs) I hate that feeling. Yeah, It's fun. (laughs) It's real fun. So after three months, here I am packing up anything that fits in my car and leaving a community that I know, leaving a job that I know, leaving a relationship that everything that was like security to me to come to LA to pursue dance. Uh, 
Yeah. And so for me at the time, it really felt unexpected. It Mm -hmm. felt like God was almost taking me backwards Mm -hmm. because I was no longer a leader anymore. I was no longer, I was single again. I wasn't in a community where I was thriving. I got like replanted and it felt like starting over. And I was like, how is this moving forward? Mm -hmm. Or how is like a redirection, a a detour to me is like, we had to go a different way because we did something wrong. Mm -hmm. I think what was in my mind. Yeah. But the more I have now looking back, being in LA three years, it's like that was such a gift to me Mm. because I felt like, in a sense, God was saying to me, do you really know the dreams that you want for yourself? Wow. And sometimes some jobs and relationships can just be for seasons and they serve their like fruitfulness in that season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And other times God is just like, you may have tried to plan a certain dream, but the one that I really have for you, like, let's really walk it out if we'll get to partner together in it. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, I'm dancing now and just the community I'm a part of now is just, there's no comparison because both things are great, but it, what felt like going backwards was just like a redirection to be like, oh yeah, this is part of my heart, Mm. you know, and this is, this is a gift because I could have stayed somewhere that was really only meant for a season Yeah, instead of a whole like journey that's a word but let me tell you the unexpected i am not a fan of like i just said earlier in the podcast (laughs) i had six of those travel experiences and then i've had life things yeah and i mean i bet we all have but there's something there's something on like coming out of it yeah that is beautiful i feel like man that's so good i love that you said again like there's a gift in the detours and I feel like oftentimes it, it's exactly like you said. I, I I mean, there's so many moments in my life where it was like, I thought I knew what I wanted and what was mm-hmm. kind of like my destination in a sense, not as a whole in my life, but just like specific areas like marriage or um, where I wanted to live. Even like, even finding this apartment, like in my head, mm. I remember a crazy story. <laughs> this is so funny, but I remember this was definitely a detour. I, it was when we were living back with Hannah and Sierra and um, so basically we lived with a couple and the the wife is from Norway. So they got pregnant and her, their goal or their plan was always to go back to Norway for a while, have the baby so he can have dual citizenship and then move back. But um, and there's free health care over there. All this extra stuff. Their hospitals are impeccable. They're amazing. And so I'm like, come on, United States, get together. But um, anyway, so they were going to be gone for six months. And so in my head, I'm like, I get this whole apartment to myself. Da, 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 da. Like, five, like I've had roommates ever since I lived in LA, like anywhere from two to four roommates at a time. And so I was like excited in my head about being, sing- or be- being single, <laughs> being alone, like in an apartment. I was like, yes, I finally get to live alone. So I remember sitting at church and I was sitting next to Cassie and the Lord was like, tell her that you have space open. And I was like, that is the devil. That, that. <laughs> It's like, that is no Lord. You're not telling me to tell her that. Like, no. So I kind of ignored it. And um, probably half an hour later, the Lord was like, no, I need you to tell her. So I texted Hannah and I was like, yo, I was like, are you down to have? Cause we had an extra space. Like it was our office that we were using, but it was an empty space like that could have been rented out. And so I was like, yo, like, do you need extra income? Like what, you know, are you down to have someone stay? Cause I, you know, I think Cassie needs a place. And so she agreed. And I was like, yo, I was like, we have space. If you want to move in, I think it was like a month later, maybe not even mm-hmm. you moved in. And honestly, it that for me was like, 
it was a detour. I, it was a detour. I, I quickly got over because I realized, oh, this was really God. Um, mm. This was this was what I needed because in that same time, I also um, found out that my ex had cheated on me, like all these different things. So it was like, I can't imagine like being mm. alone in an apartment during all of the like trauma. I think on top of that, I had like a few family deaths. There were so many things that happened during that time that I was like, I can't imagine being alone by myself in an apartment with my thoughts right now. Mm. Like, and to have like you as a roommate specifically, like God is so strategic in his, his detours. Like he's so intentional with mm. the way he like kind of <laughs> derails us sometimes. Cause it's like my goal. I was like, I'm going to live alone. It's going to be awesome. Da, da, da. But God was like, no, I see what's coming next. I mm. see what's going to be happening in your life over these next few months or a year, whatever. And you're going to need someone. You're going to need this mm. specific person who has, experience in like kind of like sozo stuff and, and things like that so it's like and and just being an intentional friend who like sees mm. you and prays for you and wants to talk things out with you like I know what's coming so I'm gonna put this person in your life even though you don't think you want it right now you're gonna mm. want it later and so that was <laughs> I still think about that because I'm like I remember being like I want to be alone but realizing mm. now I'm like I'm so grateful and so blessed by that derailment that God did in my life um even as small as it was like it wasn't like a huge tragedy that happened or whatever but it was still something that wasn't in my plans and and now even like when we moved into this apartment like again it was like that okay am I gonna live alone am I gonna live and I again I did not see the coronavirus happening and I'm like I cannot imagine God bless all of you who are alone in an apartment right now during this time, because I cannot imagine being alone, knowing myself, I would be severely depressed. I would yeah. like, I would be so in my thoughts. I would be probably laying in bed all day, every day doing nothing because it, it just, I, yeah, I can't do that. So again, it was one of those things where God was like, no, you're going to need, mm-hmm. you're going to need her during this season because I see what's coming and you don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, Yeah. So that's just like another detour that I'm like, I think about that. I'm like, thank you God for Hmm. kind of derailing my plans. And I feel like, you know, sometimes again, like I was saying, we feel like we can have these ideas in our head of what we want in life, but it's only God knows our deepest is like God knows and sees our heart more than we are even capable. Like there's so much hidden in there that we don't even realize. And so I feel like I feel like I've come to, I mean, I still hate when my plans get moved around, but I feel like I'm starting to come to a place where it's like, I'm going to plan, but I'm going to loosely plan. Like I'm going to dream with you, God. And then you have the right. And I give you full permission to like mess up my stuff. And I'm just going to trust and believe that I know that it's because you see something that I don't Mm. and that you see what's going to come in the future. And you're, you know, that I need this, this moment right now. Like, you know, that, um, I need you to derail my plans right now. Like even with just like relationships, like with my ex, like he was someone that I was like, oh, this is my husband. Thank God. He's not. Sorry. Like, let's just be honest. We all have the, those exes yes. where we're like, yes. we thought they were the one. And we look back now and we were like, what were we thinking? Like, thank mm-hmm. you, God, for sparing me, you know, like, and that's truly how I feel. I'm like, God bless him. Like, you know, God bless his life and everything that he's doing. Like, I like truly like I I've always believed in him and what he's doing and like that's all good. But I'm like, thank you, God, that you know me better than I know myself and mm. that I'm learning to trust you, that you know me better than I know myself. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's, um, yeah, I just, I, man, if you're listening, like, I just, I pray that you find that, that place to be because 
God truly knows our hearts and our deepest desires more than we do. We can express it and be like, God, I think I want this. Like, that's kind of my conversation now with God is like, God, I think I want this. But if not, like, show me something else. Like, Mm. even while praying for like a spouse, I'm like, God, I think this is what I want. I think this is what I need. But if I don't, show me otherwise. And mm, he, he's so faithful to do that, to show you like, no, I think actually this would do better with you. Like later mm-hmm. on the line, you know, we can plan, but sometimes it's hard for us to even plan five, 10 years out. And so um, I think I, God sees our whole life like all at once from beginning yeah. to the end. He sees everything and we can only see so far ahead and not even really see. <laughs> I can only see presently, you know, I can plan. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I know what's going to happen. And so, um, yeah, if you're listening, I just pray that you, you can kind of get to that place of just like Mm -hmm. dreaming with God and then giving him permission to do whatever, because he truly does know us better than we could ever know ourselves. Wow. So just to kind of go off of what Spencer was saying, the thought that kept coming to mind, which I actually heard this before was when we let our dreams die, God's dream is finally birthed in us. (laughs) That's so good. And I'm telling you just how I'm living now in LA, I would never imagine that for myself. And I feel like we can become the best version of ourselves when we're living in a place where it's like, wow, this is actually what I love, but I didn't even know how to get here. (sighs) Only God got me here. Yes. You know, that's so good. Yeah. I, (laughs) I think, man, I, I love watching your crump journey and guys. Mm. Okay. So we've, We've we've been close. We've been living together for oh a year. God, a year. Oh my god, it feels so much longer. Celebrate. I feel like I feel like it's because we feel like we've. I feel like you're a person that I feel like I've known. Yeah. So it feels way longer than a year. That's wild to me. Um. Anyways, I it's been amazing to watch her come journey, and guys, I just found out like a week ago that she's only been training for what three years. Two and a half, yeah, two and a half. Years. And I, because you guys, we have very like raw conversations all the time, and yeah. sometimes, I mean, I, I don't think you'll mind me no, sharing no. this, but like, I see her frustration in her her journey with Crump, and it's like, you know, it's with anything creative, you have waves. It's like a roller coaster. You have ups and downs where it's like, yeah, this is going really well, and then oh my god, am I even growing? Like, can I even dance? Am I even a singer? Like, there's mm-hmm. always these waves where it's like we kind of start to doubt okay, is this even what I was called to do? Is this what I was built to do? And so I've seen her waves of frustration. And I remember when I when I found out like a week ago that she's only been training for two and a half years, I was like, I almost cussed because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, you have so much to be proud of. Like, it's only been two and a half years. Are you kidding me? I was like, your growth is like insane. This whole time I was like, I thought she'd been training for like five, six years. Like, I thought you had mm. been like, excuse me. I thought, I thought you had been like training back at home, like as much as you do now, like on that same Mm. level and, or even at all, I, I don't even think I still fully know your your story, which is bad. I think you need to tell me that, but, um, it's just crazy. Like, um, how it's been awesome to see her journey, like through that. And, um, and just like the frustration and it's beautiful because I'm like here in her mind, it's like who God revealed that to you, like Mm. through moving to LA and then becoming a part of the uh, discipleship program and taking a crumb class. And that was kind of like your first, like, whoa, like I, mm. I, I love this, like whatever yeah. this is, like, I want to do this. And 
I, it's just beautiful. Cause I, I feel that same way about music. Like music was never my plan. Like mm. I came out to LA to dance and through a whole series of things, I was in the industry for a couple of years and then got out and God kind of like dealt with me and my identity. But, um, and in that time, God revealed to me like, Hey, you have this other gift that you didn't know you had or didn't believe in yourself because of, um, just things that happened in your past and like what people would say about you. But like, I want to reveal this gift to you. And now it's like one of my favorite things in the world is like singing and leading worship. And it's that piece. I, again, (laughs) it's that silver lining, that gift that we don't know Mm. that God is using when he, he derails us and kind of detours our life. Like, it's like, there's something that he wants us to pick up on the way. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, it's like a little gift. Like I see it as like a little present or like, you know, it's kind of like, ding, like it has a little like sparkle to it. Like God is like, Hey, there's this thing over here that I want you to pick mm-hmm. up on the way. So going kind of circling back to like, I almost feel like God is like, I, you're on the right path, but there's something over here that you're missing. So we're going to go the long way around, pick this up and then you can, can continue on because and I, I see that because the industry, I've always been called to the industry mm. and I was in the industry, but not in the way that he wanted me to be. And he took me out. And that to me, it was like, you're going on a straight line. And then all of a sudden it's like this loop. And then you keep going on that straight line is how I see it. And it was like, God took me out. We picked some things up on the way, picked up the gift of music, the gift of worship. Mm. we refined your identity and now we're going back into the industry. Mm. And so even though I feel like sometimes detours, it's like, you may not have been wrong about the direction you were going, but there are some things you're missing because of the way you're going, you know? And so I feel like God will kind of like take us on these like windy paths to be like, no, there's some other things we need you to get before you go back to the direction you were headed Mm. because you weren't wrong. It was just, you were missing some stuff. And I feel like in detours, there's things that we are picking up that God is like, yeah, we need to add this to your life because you're missing mm. out some, on some facets of who you are. Um, if we're so like concentrated on like, we're like tunnel vision. It's like, Hey, there's some stuff out here, like to the mm. sides that you're not seeing that I need you to pick up. Um, and I, I honestly feel that way about like cr- the coronavirus right now. Like I feel like this, I said this at the beginning of the quarantine, I felt like God was like, this is like, I've heard my people crying out for like a break, like a Mm. moment to like have rest, to be able to breathe and to reshift, like shift our focus and refocus on like what the ultimate plan and goal was Mm. in the the first place. And I feel like I'm seeing that is like during this time, there's so many things that I'm like, Oh, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted like this, even this podcast being one, like I've wanted to do a podcast for a while. We've talked about it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just now that we're like, okay, finally we have, we feel like we have the space and the time to sit down and like actually do this. And I feel like even though no one was expecting <laughs> the coronavirus, no one, no one was expecting to be quarantined. Um, there's some beautiful aspects to it that I feel like we can pick up along the way and not that it makes it easy, but it makes it easier to kind of mm-hmm. get through. Cause it's like, you can see what God is doing. You can see like the silver lining, if you will.
Yeah, yeah. I think what I'm reflecting on is the piece where you said where we're connected, like as a human race,、mm. and I love the idea of that we're just made for connection. Yeah, you know, and to be connected. So even thinking that detours, yeah, can be for ourselves and what needs to be kind of dug up within us,、mm-hmm. or we're meant to like you know. It's meant for someone else in a sense of like someone you'll encounter, yeah. Or maybe it even is still meant for us, but it's I encounter someone who's a part of what where I'm headed,、mm-hmm. you know.、Mm-hmm. So you have like some of those different facets, which is like really beautiful to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like for me, like again, you're one of those people that I、hmm. didn't <clears throat> know I needed to connect with.、Hmm. And it's like we were part of the the same dance ministry, but that doesn't necessarily mean like we would have connected the way we did if God hadn't like、mm-hmm. been like, no, you guys are gonna be roommates, you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like out of that detour has now come a great, amazing friendship that is so intentional, and it, it's actually like an answer to prayer. Like, and I feel like that detours can be that. It can be if you're looking, if you're able to look at it the way God looks at it. You're able to see that sometimes these detours can actually be answered, answers to prayers that we've said, you know. Yes. And yes. I feel like the detour of us moving in together, like becoming roommates, was actually an answer to my prayer for deeper and more intentional friendships. Like that was、mm. one of my prayers for a long time. Like God, show me my people, show me who's supposed to be a part of my team, show me who I'm going to do life with, and then here you come, you know.、Mm. And I, I feel like also like same thing with the coronavirus. Like I said, like. People have been asking and needing this break, needing a breather, and now we're in a forced break. We're in a、mm. forced like moment of like rest. Like, okay, <laughs> you weren't gonna take the time to do it yourself, so now you're forced to sit down, yeah, and kind of like deal with deal with yourself, deal with whatever's there, start those projects that you didn't know, like didn't think you had time for.、Um, Yeah, I feel like yeah, I love that. Like, there's so much like connection and detours that we we can miss if we're not willing to kind of like go with the ebb and flow of like where God is taking us. We can miss out on like divine connections、um, that just bring more life to us, like more like just like more beauty into our lives.、Um, and so yeah, I like that. I like、mm. like lean into the detour, <laughs> lean、mm. into the. Into the derailment of our lives, yeah, that's really good. I think my last like short snippet. This can throw your mind in another loop, <laughs> but there's definitely the detour of like the unexpected, and so like、mm. we talked about already in this podcast, there's like unexpected like circumstances that are really heavy in a sense where they leave an impact on your heart. Yeah,、uh, the one that I was thinking about just as we're chatting. Is almost like this. These gifts, right? So Spencer is talking about the gift of dance, the gift of singing.、Uh, there's these gifts that we have that, almost in a sense, we hold back because、mm. we think like, "Oh, I'm not good enough," or "I, I'm not made for this." So how I'm connecting it in my head, right, is that I've danced my whole life.、Mm. If it was in a studio or not, I just remember growing up, and I'd be in my yaya's like living room, and I'd be like, "Yaya, look, <laughs> fate, 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 leap," you know,、yes. and it'd be like, da 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 da, you know. <laughs>、yes. I don't remember what song, but definitely like some eighties, nineties, and、uh, <laughs> Rob Bass. That was one for sure, and. <laughs> 
Yes. And I'm thinking like dance was always a way of me to move through things I couldn't process. Mm. But what's crazy is that growing, like growing up, being in school and then going to college, like I always push dance aside. Mm. So the detour was actually to bring me to dance. But how I thought of it is like, wow, maybe I'm avoiding a detour. Hmm. You know, like I've been avoiding something this whole time. And what I think is a detour is actually the main plan, mm. which is shoot, <laughs> which is crazy because it's like I remember so many people were like, I remember going to some like auditions in certain colleges and they're like, you're in like you're in. Wow. And I remember being like, oh, I was like, well, I'm not coming here to dance. Yeah. You know, yeah, I that wasn't my thought of going into college was for dance or even after that, and then different crews would be like, come on, Cassie, we really want you to audition. Like, mm. there was like easy doors. Yeah. But I just was like, no. And then even coming to LA, I was like, I am never moving here. <laughs> but it's crazy because sometimes we can interpret a detour as something that's like hindering us or wow. affecting us when really it's like, dang, you, you're the one that's hindered yourself. Yeah. And this is the doorway now of like, now we're going to push you through the door. Dang. You know, I feel like do we have do we have two more hours like to discuss <laughs> this? I wow, because now I'm thinking I'm like yeah I I think music like when I think about music like for me specifically music was always the plan not my plan yeah God's plan um God's plan God's plan um what is that Drake um <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> but I. It's, it's, it, yeah, I think it kind of baffles me and explodes my brains a little bit to like think, mm. think that to me that was a detour, but that was actually always the plan. You mm. know, I'm like, it, it just, again, it goes to show that like God knows way more than we ever will and mm. sees our life not only not in 3d but in like 40d like he sees, yes he sees, yes he sees all of it all at once and in our not to be like i mean our brains are tiny compared to like what's really there's so much and it's like i think i, I don't know the exact statistic but i think it's like we only use like 10 percent of our brain which is yep. bananas to me i'm like so there's a whole nother 90 percent that i'm not accessing <laughs> can we why is it so big then you know what i'm saying if i only use but it, it just like it, our puny little brains like can't even comprehend or fathom like mm. the great plans that God has for us. Mm. And I'm like, and that's in scripture. Yeah. Like the thoughts that God has towards us, uncountable. Like it's mm. not, and, and his ways are not our ways. His, you know, like his thoughts are not our thoughts. Like, and it's true when you think about like our brains are so tiny, we can't comprehend what God is really doing. And so I feel like, again, it's, it's that piece of, just leaning into what God is doing and kind of like, like you said earlier is once you reach the end of your plans, now God is like, okay, now we can really start. Yes. And that's with everything, dude. Like once you reach the end of yourself and what like your, uh, what you want, like your wants and all this stuff, once you reach the end of that, then God is like, okay, now we can really do some damage. Like now we can really do some stuff that you actually want, but you don't know you want. And now we get to, we get to explore these different avenues. And again, I think it's for me, music, I, I didn't ever explore it, but mm. I was put in music classes at two years old. Like I, you know, did piano for like four years. I've always been in music somehow. I was in choir, all mm. this stuff. Like, <laughs> and, um, it's just funny to think about that. I never thought of music being a thing. Like I mm. never was like, oh yeah, I think it's because dance was so such a huge part of my life, but I look back now and it's like, 
God is like, yeah, that, that thing's always been there. And mm. now that we can get past your insecurities and, and past your fear and past all these things, now we really get to do what you were actually made to do. Wow. And, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, again, it, my mind is a little blown thinking about how, what we see as a detour is actually like, has always been the plan. Mm. We're just so human guys. We're so human and God is so God. <laughs> like, blown away. Yeah. I, my last thought really is. Guys, she always says that and I'm like. <laughs> 15 thoughts later. <laughs> I love it though. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> is and I this can sound general, but I'm saying it from a personal experience because it can be a complex topic, but it's it even says this like you know, don't build on your own. But there's a way you can build on your own, but it's different to build with God. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we can think like this is what my life looks like, but really we have built it on our own. Yeah. Or in some ways we have but when we really get to partner with God and allow him to build a certain life with us, uh, yeah, you just get to live such an abundant and fulfilled life mm -hmm. and a whole life. Mm -hmm. And there's just that, that peace. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like the reason why we don't give into God's detours or what really is his plan all along is like our, we don't trust him. Hmm. Like we don't trust, we don't truly believe that, yeah. His plans are for our good. We don't truly believe that he has all these these good things for us. And so we try to take it into our own hands and, and do things on our own. But I'm telling you, like, I've been seeing this more and more and and just like declaring it as, as it's been happening to me. But I'm like, the more I let go of my own plans, the more I release them and then give into what God is doing. It's like, mm. I enjoy so much more what he's doing with my life than what I could have been doing. Exactly. And it's like, if we could just learn to trust God that he truly is for us and he, he's not a dictator. That's like, I want you to release all of your plans so that we can do it my way. And you just mm. get to suffer through it. Like, it's not like that. Like as we give into him, we actually get, like you said, it's more, it's a fuller life. It, there's more to it and there's more joy. There's more um, excitement. There's more adventure. There's more of all of it if we would just let go of our own plans and trust that what God has in store is actually truly something we're going to enjoy, something that we're going to love to do. Like, it's not like we're just these yeah. like lowly servants that just do everything he says. And he's this dictator, you know, like he wants us to enjoy life and he knows, he knows us so intimately and so deeply that he knows what we need to enjoy the life that he's given us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Any final thoughts? Final thoughts is Yes, it's less lonely mm. when you partner with God. That's good. And being on a detour, I remember I remember I never I remember my interactions would be like, This sucks. <laughs> why, why, why? And really I look back and it's like, wow, it's an opportunity for me to just be with God. Mm. You know? And I instead of being so focused on the plan turning out right, in the like the process for me was like, I just have to be present. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That could be a whole other topic. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, girl, don't go off on a rant on that. But yeah, life is definitely less lonely and just more full. Um, and again, during this time with the coronavirus, like, I just, I encourage you guys to just lean into what God is doing and allow him to do what he needs to do during this time. 
And I know it can be like lonely, it can be difficult, it can be frustrating because it's like, we don't know, like we don't know, we don't see it. And again, I've been saying it throughout this entire podcast, God sees it, God sees all of it all at once. He sees when this is going to end, he sees the outcome of it. And so if you would just lean into him during this time and you may not even get all the answers that you want, Mm. like, let's be honest, sometimes we can't even handle all of the answers, like it's too much for our brains that only use 10%. Seriously. And so I just encourage you guys, yeah, just to lean into what God is doing within you and during this time. And whenever you feel anxious or lonely, that you would just run to him. And that that would be your new protocol mm. on the other side of this as well, that you would learn to run to him during what feels like a major detour because he saw the detour all along and quite possibly that detour could have been his plan all along. Detour, by definition, is a long or roundabout route that is taken to avoid something or to visit somewhere along the way. What if what you've called a detour was actually God's way of redirecting you from what could have derailed you? What if we no longer looked at our detours as a negative disruption, but instead a divine redirection? And what if our detours were actually directing us to visit something along the way? A fruit of the spirit, character development, a new skill to pick up on the way to our new destination. Detours, though not always God's intention, become intentional through his ability to turn everything around for our good. He is the author of making all things new. He is the finisher of bringing beauty from ashes. He turns detours into destinations. He creates dreams out of destruction. He is the master of breakthroughs inside of breakdowns. Detours to us, unplanned, unwanted, unexpected. Detours to God were always seen and possibly always the plan. <laughs>